0: Tuesday, March 8th, and this is Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, and joining me in studio today from Million Dollar Portfolio, Ron Gross, from Stock Advisor Jason Moser, and from Motley Fool Asset Management Bill Barker. Guys, happy Fat Tuesday. Hey, hey Chris, hey, so how are first, you? we've got the latest from Subway, Facebook, and a sneak peek at Forbes annual billionaire list. But we begin today with McDonald's. Ron, I'm going to start with you. McDonald's same store sales for February, up nearly four percent. Better than expected overall, but the U.S. results a little weaker than expected.
1: Yeah, U.S. came in light. Um, Not surprisingly, um, U.S. is struggling. High unemployment here. Um, Certainly weather had an impact. High gas prices taking its toll. The company is still doing fine. Uh, 2.7% increase in same-store sales. Just just kind of weak compared to what people were expecting. International is doing quite well, however. Uh, So the company is still doing well, just not not compared to expectations.
0: Now, shares of McDonald's are up about 45% over the last two years, which is pretty good if you're a shareholder, until you look at the S&P 500, which is up around 90%. Oh, Chris. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris, you know, Chris. Two years. <laughs> That's the embarrassing. Problem. That's the problem with charts. You, 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 <laughs> you can't just take a
1: look of them in isolation. So I could hit you with the five-year numbers where McDonald's has more than doubled and the S&P is flat. Uh, also, you could say... Um, From the height of the market to the recession, um, the market fell 56%, while McDonald's only fell 20%. So, it it had a lot more making up to do over the last two years.
2: Yeah, McDonald's, like actually a lot of uh, large-cap stocks, and and particularly ones in the value category, were never as crushed as the, the broader market and have not rebounded. Uh, quite as much and and you know a lot of people are looking at large caps uh, right now as being comparatively uh, cheaper
1: our very own uh, income investor service actually thinks it's a it 's a pretty good buy right here at at seventy five dollars a share. They think it 's worth uh, about ninety one dollars has a three percent dividend yield um, so the stock looks
0: pretty good speaking of mcdonald 's subway now has more restaurants worldwide than McDonald's. This is something that hit the news yesterday. Uh, Jason, Subway now has more than 34,000 restaurants worldwide. McDonald's uh, somewhere close to 33,000. Is Subway now the primary competitor for McDonald's? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I mean, who would have figured? I I, I live
3: next to a Subway. It's, It's just right up the road from our house in our neighborhood and you know i 've eaten there I guess all my life and never really thought of it in the perspective of of how big it is compared to mcdonald 's but yeah, there are about a thousand more subway restaurants than mcdonald 's worldwide and uh about 24,000 of those restaurants are in the U.S. Now, now I will say that, in all fairness, I mean, McDonald's has a significantly higher revenue base. Uh, I think last year, they, they brought in about $24 billion, versus Subway's $15 uh, billion. But we also can't really say how profitable Subway is, because it's a private company. Uh, it's owned by uh, Doctors Associates. Uh, so, we don't get really any idea of how profitable Subway is, whereas McDonald's, we can at least understand you know what their net margins are. I I don't know that I'd put Subway in that competitors category with with McDonald's necessarily though because it's it's attracting two different customers. I mean, like for example, I can sit there and tell my kids, you know, all day long that Subway is better than McDonald's, but it is what it is. You know, they're just. They're going to want to go to McDonald's. Bill? Yeah, you
2: know, part of the ubiquity of, of Subway it now reminds me of the old uh, Onion article about the latest Starbucks opening in the bathroom of an uh, existing yeah. <laughs> Starbucks. And so, you know, you can walk into places like a you know a convenience uh, store at a gas station and find. Uh, you know a, a four foot wide subway counter and and there's somebody serving that's nice to have there and congratulations to them for being there but <laughs> you know you you expect when you're going to a mcdonald's that it's going to be big enough to for an 18-wheeler to go through the drive through mm-hmm. So, you know, they they are a bigger operation in, in all respects, except the number of stores than Subway.
1: Are we using words like ubiquity now? Have we got – we're, we're amping <laughs> it up a bit?
2: Our audience? Oh, yeah. It, okay, great. Oh, yeah. Just want to
0: – Well, one story I read did make reference to the, quote, non-traditional locations that Subway uh, has at its disposal, including a riverboat in Germany, an appliance store in Brazil – and a church in Buffalo, New York. A church. There's a church you can go to and just like you know, who who hasn't wanted, who among us has not been in a service of some kind <laughs> or other
2: and gotten and, hungry and just wished they, they there there was thought, some, a sandwich and you know? thought you
0: know what that little wafer and the little bit of wine that's not doing it for do, me. Do I could not, really go for a foot long. Do not do not tell my mom about
3: this. <laughs> I, I think one, I mean, I think a good point to bring up here though is if you look at it on a worldwide scale, a wor- worldwide scale. Uh, easy for you to say. Yeah, very easy, exactly. But uh, you know, when we were in in Egypt a few years back, we, there was Subway there that we we tried, and I think McDonald's translates probably more so internationally than Subway does because, you know, Subway's a sandwich and people might not quite get the concept of a sandwich like we do. So in Egypt, for example, they didn't use any pork products in their sandwiches. But McDonald's, you know, it's pretty much McDonald's. I mean, a french fries are french fries anywhere you go and they can kind of adjust their sandwiches to the cultural taste. But I don't know that it translates quite as well internationally.
2: And people love clowns everywhere. You know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and, and clowns freak me out. Yeah, well, Jared is, is you know,
0: confusing. Jared I think. might Still, freak me out a little bit a clown himself. <laughs> yeah, Jared's not going to get your, your kids To eat at Subway? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Warner Brothers has announced it will be the first Hollywood studio to allow Facebook users to rent a digital movie through Facebook. As an experiment, users can rent The Dark Knight with Facebook credits, and Facebook takes a cut. Uh, Ron, if studios can start cutting deals directly with Facebook, shouldn't Netflix be afraid? I think they should, Chris. As we've been saying for some time...
1: uh, the free ride is, is is coming to an end, or being the only game in town is, is really coming to an end. There is competition coming, and with Netflix priced the way it is to really reflect being you know that market leader forever, um, I think at least the valuation is in jeopardy.
2: Yeah, I think that's true, and I think it also helps some people out there. A topic that has been discussed here a few times is how do you get to the valuation of Facebook being at the Fifty, sixty billion, whatever it is, and it's it's going to be things like this uh, that people haven't been thinking about as revenue streams, which may or may not ultimately justify that kind of valuation. But it goes well beyond people updating
3: their their Facebook pages. So I cost I saw the cost they were uh, they were charging for these for these for this movie exactly. Um, $3, I think, for the rental, or 30 Facebook credits. So then the question I have for you, Chris, is can you use your Farmville money
0: to buy that movie? I am not on Farmville. <laughs> I have, on, I have um, never you, participated in Farmville. <laughs> and I, I, I just despise that you have Lying. attempted you to corn, as,
3: as being a Farmville guy. I think you got to flip that over, though, and look at it from the perspective of, okay, if
0: Facebook's trying to do movies. That's probably a little bit easier for them to pull off than Netflix trying to do social media. So if you're Netflix, what's a bigger threat? Is it Amazon with their 5,000 film library that almost definitely will expand over time or Facebook?
3: I don't think you can – I think it has to be taken as as the collective. I mean you've got to realize that people are coming after you.
2: Yeah, you don't have to rank necessarily which one of those (laughs) is going to be the bigger threat. It's a
1: podcast, (laughs) Val. We we rank things. Oh, Amazon then. (laughs) Ron? Uh, who, has, who has more eyeballs in a sense um, I'd have to think that through
0: probably Facebook probably does uh, yeah ridiculous. so I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Facebook pretty good choice for a first film though The Dark Knight I mean that movie rocked it's Batman And finally, Forbes magazine will be releasing its 2011 billionaires list tomorrow, while Bill Gates will be in the top three, along with Warren Buffett and Mexican tycoon Carlos Slim. He won't be topping the list because he has given away more than one-third of his wealth to the Gates Foundation. Last year's list put Gates' for fortune at $53 billion. He was knocked into second place by Carlos Slim's $53.5 billion, uh, only the second time since 1995 that he has not been in the top spot. And Carlos Slim, showing just what kind of guy he is, uh, quoted as saying, uh, businessmen do more good by creating jobs and wealth through investment, quote, not by being Santa Claus. Bill Barker, what, I mean, what is Carlos Slim doing? Why do you have to take a shot at Gates for giving his money away? Oh,
2: I, I maybe he was taking a shot at Gates. I don't know. He's probably reflecting what his own interests are. And if he is not interested in being a great philanthropist, then nobody it, should it try to he is not. shoehorn him into that. And, you know, Gates has had a remarkable career. And he actually is one of the people that exemplifies the superpower that I've discussed with you in the past that I wish to have, which is the ability to leave on time. Just – to do leave anything on time whether it's an argument conversation a party a relationship a relationship <laughs> a stock uh, and bill gates a podcast you know, as people are just clicking this off immediately bill gates left microsoft in uh, as ceo in january of 2000 and you you know that that's great timing he left harvard at the right time to, to start microsoft i think he got out of the game of collecting as many assets as possible at the right time he has dedicated, you know, an intelligence to his philanthropy that, uh, you know, is businesslike, and I think that in in that respect, he's he's hopefully going to do more there than he ever was able to do, uh, just owning a lot of shares of Microsoft.
0: So the the Forbes list will come out on Wednesday. It will have the wealthiest people in the world, some of whom have made their money on their own, some like several members of the Walton family who have inherited. Um so enough of the real people who are wealthy. Let's just quickly go around the table. Your favorite fictional rich guy. Bill. Tony Stark, Iron Ch- Man. Ar- yeah. I, I got to say, you know,
2: I mean, he's got he's got the toys, he's he's got the wealth, he's got the fun things to do and and he's got what I'm going to predict is more girls than any of the fictional characters <laughs> you <Any> guys are <laughs> about
3: to mention. Jason. Chris, you'll appreciate uh family guys Carter
0: Pewtersmith. Oh, sure.
3: Yeah. I mean, he's just Always coming down hard on Peter. Just, you know, obviously never really wanted to How did to Carter him. Peter
0: Schmidt make his money in Family Guy?
3: Oh, man, he's got Carter Peter—it's like Peter Schmidt Industries, remember? Because there was that one episode where Peter actually had to take over because Carter had a stroke.
0: There you go. There you go. Ron? Philanthropist,
1: eccentric, and chocolate factory owner— Mr. Willy Wonka. Ah.
0: (laughs) Now, which Willy Wonka are we talking about? Because the The the, original Willy Wonka. Because the, I I mean, I like Johnny Depp, but I caught a little bit of of his version of Willy Wonka. It was on TV recently, and I got to say, it just freaked me right out. Gene Wilder is the classic. He is the gold standard. Those were night and day apart. All right, Bill Barker, Jason Moser, Ron Gross. Guys, thanks for being here. Thanks, Thanks, Chris. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about. Don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. Our producer is Matt Greer. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.